Welcome to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. When something positive or negative changes in our lives, we are basically at a fork in the road. Where does the next step take us? What do we do as reactions to something that is already happening? How do we prevent the negative aspects from happening again? Whether in business or personal parts of your life, you can get back on track. We'll talk about it today. Now, here is your host, Frank Zakari. Good morning. We are broadcasting today from Phoenix, Arizona in our studios in Phoenix. Phoenix is one of my favorite cities in the world. This is our sixth show of 2020, and the response so far this year has been absolutely tremendous. I appreciate your support, so please keep listening and tell all your friends. My name is Frank Sakari, and you're listening to Life-Altering Events on the VoiceAmerica.com Empowerment Channel. Now, since we started this show six months ago, people have asked me, Frank, what exactly is a life-altering event? And this is what I tell them. A life-altering event can be something we either choose or something that's thrust upon us that dramatically alters the trajectory of our life. Now, everybody's had those aha moments in your life where it's changed your life for better or for worse. Now, these life-altering events occur in every aspect of our professional and our personal lives and in the lives of our families. Try as we may, it is impossible to completely separate the events of our personal life from the events in our professional lives. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I tried and I failed miserably. What life-altering events present us with is an opportunity to seize the moment and make a difference in our life and in the life of our loved ones. They are a fork in the road, and we have a choice. We can choose to fall apart, or we can choose to find the courage, pick up the pieces, deal with our grief, and start moving forward toward better times and better people. Always remember this. It is never too late to have the life that you want and you deserve. As you listen to this show in the coming weeks and months, and I hope years, I urge you to think about participating in an upcoming episode. If you have a life-altering event that could inspire others, visit the life-altering event page at voiceamerica.com, click on email the host, and tell me about this event that so drastically altered your life, how you addressed it, the impact it's had on your life, and where you are now. Now, we will review this for content, and if it fits well into the program, we'll contact you about using it in a future broadcast. Now, we now have over 23,000 listeners in 16 countries. So let me help you share your story with the world. Now, today's life-altering event, we're going to get into providing a second chance. Now, ladies and gentlemen, think about where you would be if someone had not given you a second chance. Everyone has faults. Everyone has flaws. No matter how how hard we try, at some point, we're going to fail. If we're lucky, the failure is not life-altering. Maybe it's a mistake at work. Maybe it's losing your temper with a loved one or being stopped by for speeding. Often receiving a second chance can be as simple as a sincere apology, some additional training at work, showing remorse or respect to the police officer or the judge, and improving at our job. Our loved one forgives us and we continue on and we continue to drive. Now, 
Remember a time when your mistake could have been more serious. The time that you drove drunk. The time that you had to defend a friend at a party that had gotten out of hand. Or simply a time when you were in the wrong place at the wrong time. I'm willing to bet most of us have been there. What if someone had gotten hurt? Or worse? What if this mistake found us arrested or put in jail? This is not a pleasant thought. But if not for the grace of God, many of us could have been in these situations. Now what do you do? Not everyone in jail is a hardened criminal. Most will take advantage of whatever rehabilitation programs are offered, serve their time, and try to rebuild their life. Upon release, the biggest challenge is trying to find a job. The cards are stacked against them due to the background restrictions in some organizations or a bias of people just not wanting to hire someone who has been in jail. Again, I'm willing to bet most of, us need, e most of us either know someone or know of someone who is in this situation. Everyone deserves a second chance. But where can they find that second chance? Well, today we're going to talk about it. Today my guest is Sharon King, and Sharon is the owner of King International Staffing. And we're going to, she is going to tell you what she has been doing to give people that second chance. Sharon, welcome to Life Altering Events. Hello, thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you for inviting me. Sharon, rather than, than me getting into, ladies and gentlemen, rather than me reading part of her bio, uh, when she and I talked, it was so uh, impressive. We're gonna let her <laughs> tell you what she was doing before she started this company and what led her to start this company. So Sharon, what were you doing prior to King International Staffing? Before starting the staffing agency, I was actually a supervisor at a call center. And I was working there for about a year and a half, maybe two years, um, supervising other agents as they made inbound calls, well, as, as they received inbound calls. And um, the idea just sparked from a relationship actually I was in. I was dealing with one of the agents there. Um, I was his uh, supervisor and I started dealing with this guy and he had a felony on his record. Um, he had stopped working there, tried to get a job. You know, he could put on a suit and, and like do sales. He can put on construction boots and go do construction. He was so well, you know, rounded and he put himself out there, but like he was never given the chance. So I'm like hurt, like, I really love this man, how can I help him? So one day, you know, I just got to thinking like, you know, I always wanted to open up a business. I just never knew what, you know. And um, one day the idea came like, what if we open up a second chance staffing agency for um, felons, we can be like the go-to. Everybody just know where to come to for like jobs. We can put them back to work. So, you know, I really opened up my staffing agency to really give him a job and other people like him so what did you choose to leave the call center or did something occur that sort of gave you the impetus to start um i was still working there but i wasn't there i was using their computers to like research i actually filed for my llc on their computer you know during work hours i wasn't supposed to do that but i wasn't there you know um i got fully engaged into this business and it just took a toll um but that's not the reason why so <laughs> Let me tell you, everybody at the call center, they just loved me. You know, I was just a cool supervisor. You know, everybody got along with me. So 
the big man pulled me to his office and he said, you know, Sharon, if everybody like you, that's a problem. Like, why do everybody like you? You know, um, so it was an issue then. Like, I was just too popular um, at that job. And then one day I was fired. They um, pulled me into the office and they laid me off. So I went home and called one of one at the now it was a business colleague he was trying to help me get it off the ground too because at at this point I already called people like hey what about this idea how do I get this started and I called him and I was crying I'm like you know I got fired like what am I gonna do now I have four kids you know I have bills you know I'm I'm like trying to get this business off the ground and he told me he was like well what are you gonna do and I said I'm gonna try harder I'm going to go harder now. You know, I have the free time. I can really put my all into this business. And so that's what happened. I end up getting unemployment because they really um, unlawfully fired me. They didn't have a valid reason to why they fired me, but they did. So I was getting, like, unemployment, like 200 some dollars per week, you know, and I was using that to get my logos, you know, little small things, go to business networking events. You know, I used that money to build but it was so small at the time I'm like this is little I, I I'm not doing nothing you know but it wasn't so little <laughs> so you started on the path yes. so as you're as you're looking at this and you're deciding um, I'm going to do some kind of staffing kind of an operation mm-hmm. what led you other than your friend to, to see a market with people who've had problems in their past Well, everybody at that call center had like a criminal background, you know, so that was like kind of like a second chance um, um, company, but it wasn't like a good second chance company. And as I say good, as in like growing with the company, you know, um, they were just placed because they had a background and I didn't think that was fair. Um, I believe in people with second chances, they should be able to go and get a good job and grow from that job, you know, not just remain employees forever, you know, just um, somewhere answering calls and doing your job and going home. I don't think that's fair. So how do you, how do you find these candidates? How do they come to you? How do you reach, reach out and find them? Well, I'm affiliated with a lot of nonprofits like Goodwill Career Centers, um, UMOM, which is a um, shelter for needy families, homeless families, um, the Manor House, which is for Catholic veterans, or I'm sorry, for um, homeless veterans, um, Perryville Prison, Buckeye Prison, so DES Workforce. So I'm affiliated with a lot of nonprofits out here in the Valley, and word of mouth, it just speaks for itself. You know, I even have these multi-million dollar staffing agencies sending me people because they can't place them, you know, so they, they call me to place the people that they can't as well, so... So you have to do a lot of uh, uh, networking, a lot of networking with the nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Do you do you interact directly with the prisons? Do they give you information when people are being paroled or when people are being released? No, but I had that opportunity um, presented to me. I just have not did the necessary steps to actually go into the prisons and like start that. It's just me and my business partner right now. And as we add on more people um, to help us with this business, yes, I'm a, you know, take this you know, as big as I can, you know, so I'm gonna have people all over. I have, uh, I've worked in, uh, in, in the California prison system when I was in the uh, tech se- sector. 
And one of the things I saw there is organizations coming in and doing some screening mm -hmm. and pre-testing for uh, people that were in, incarcerated while they were still there to mm -hmm. maybe give them a jump start on here's the type of job that you might fit best in and maybe that'll open up more doors. Your doors are open up really well for you now. Maybe mm -hmm. that'll open up even more. Oh, yes, of course. I believe it. So let me ask you this. What challenges, you're starting a business. Anybody starting, I've started businesses. Anytime you start a business, there's a whole bunch of challenges. So what's it like for a single mom and a woman of color to try to get into this type of business? What challenges did you face? Um, it is definitely a competitive market. And when I wanted to start this business, I went to SCORE. You ever heard of SCORE? Yes. It's that place of the retired people that have businesses or successful people. And now they're trying to help small business owners get. Okay, so anyways, I went to SCORE. And I'm like, you know, I am have this idea. How do I get off the ground? You know, it's for felons. And they basically told me, no, like, you can't do this. Open up a nonprofit, help them do resume writing and um, how to fill out job applications. And I said, no, I want to do a staffing agency. So the challenges I had to face just being a, a single mom, like, you have to sacrifice. You know, well, me, I didn't have no loans. I didn't have no grants. I didn't have no money put to the side to um, start this. I was using what I was getting from unemployment and the resources I was given to really start this business. And um, being a woman of color, it, it, I mean, I have a good, I have a real, I have a personality where people just cling to me anyway, no matter what color I am. I'm just that type of person. So um, I don't think it have anything to do with my color. I didn't face any um, challenges being a woman of color. I think that really helped me in like so many ways, you know, because I'm a small mon minority business owner. I'm a double minority business owner. I'm a woman and and I'm a woman of color, you know, so I can get certain grants and certain, you know, contracts just because of that. And I think that that's an advantage. Um, so I just think um, the the biggest adv advantage was doing this and being a mom was the biggest, not color didn't have anything to do with it. I can imagine being mm -hmm. a single mother. Of four. Of four. four. I was a single father of two. Mm -hmm. I, that was hard enough. I oh, couldn't imagine yeah. doing it with four. So kudos to you. And Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, I can validate that when you sit and talk with Sharon, she does radiate the sense of positivity and makes you and draws you to her. She's very, very good at what she does. So Sharon, you're going through this, you're trying to put this together. What was what was that moment, that breakthrough moment, and you, you said to yourself, okay, I can do this. We're going it's going to happen. Did you have that aha moment? I did. I felt like I could really do this because it, it, it was hard. I didn't know anything about staffing. I didn't know anything about, you know, n nothing of the industry. I just feel like God had put this in my heart to do when I just set out to do it, you know, but I had to learn. So I watched a lot of the staffing YouTube videos and, you know, I, I read, I, I did a lot of reading and um, I really felt like I can do it when I got my first contract, like my first contract. And he only needed one person. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This could be practice. I can see what like works and what don't work. I had an office I was sharing with another um, person that has an, a nonprofit. And um, he helped 
felons as well. So we came together and we thought it was perfect. So I had moved into his office and he gave me like a little office inside of his and I was doing my interviews out of there. He was only paying me, I mean, he was only charging me $50 per rent per, per month. I can print, I can have people come interview. So I felt like it was for me because God placed people in my life that helped me get to the next level. You know, it, it became easier. It became, you know, I'm like, oh, where did this person come from? So I felt like I can do it when the right people were put into my path and I got my first contract. And I'm like, okay. I got this. There's a need for this. Right. I got this. The first one, if I remember the story correctly, didn't go quite as well as you had hoped. Okay, so that one. Okay, so that one was my first one. Mm -hmm. He never paid me for my employees. So it was a moving company. I'm not going to put the name out there because I don't want to badmouth nobody's company. That's not what I do. So he needed movers. So I'm doing all this interviewing, you know, and I had about 10 people working out there. And when it was time to pay his invoice, and I didn't have no money saved. I didn't have no money in a bank. I was just hoping and praying he was going to pay his invoice on time so I could pay these people. He never paid that invoice. And that invoice was only $400. But being that I was sacrificing, I couldn't even afford to pay that. I didn't have nobody to call. I'm like, hey, can I borrow $400 to pay my workers? I never paid them people. Oh, my goodness. So my first contract, my first successful contract is when he needed one person. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I rushed into that contract because I was so happy. And I felt like that was a, a lesson. And that was um, I failed that contract because I was I was rushing and I'm, I was so happy just to sign in and just put people to work. I didn't do my research on a company. I didn't do my um, research on a business owner. I just I was just so happy. That's right. Hey, here's an opportunity. I think a lot I of us do it. that. We oh, just Lord. say, hey, they want to talk to me. I'm going to race in. They need people? Okay, sign. But I'm here. I was just so happy. But yeah, my first successful contract was um, he just needed one person. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're up against a break here. This first segment went very quickly. We were going to be right back shortly with Sharon King, who helps people find a second chance. And she has been a very successful operation here in the Arizona area. Don't go away. She'll be right back. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Sakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team 
Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are talking with Sharon King. We had an outstanding first segment on how... She went from a job as a supervisor in a call center to deciding, I'm going to start my own company, and I'm going to help people who have had prison records, and I'm going to be the one who helps them find that second chance. Now, we've all had second chances in our life, ladies and gentlemen, and if we didn't have them, most of us wouldn't be where we are today. So we're going to continue on with Sharon King here. Sharon, you told us about your first contract <laughs> and learning that you needed a little more research before you jump in with both feet. Mm, yes. And then you had a successful one. Roughly, how many young men and women have you helped place? Okay. Ballpark. So um, before I get into how many people I've placed, I have to bring up why I was able to place it. So after, um, you know, so after my first contract, I wanted to become bigger, like, oh, okay, let me take on more. So I had started advertising it more up on Facebook. And this guy named Lee Jackson contacted me like, hey, I'm like interested in like partnering with you. I believe that I can help you take you to the next level. Come and meet with me. And so I went and I met with him and he told me all the things he can offer and he wanted to do a um, staffing agency. And he's actually, he was actually in, um, in a prison for 10 years. He did armed robbery. And he got out, and now he have a um, a uh, tax place, and he does taxes, International Tax Group on 43rd Avenue in Northern. And he does taxes, and he partners with other people, you know, and he helped them and, and, like, get them to the next level. So, anyways, we have met with each other, and I was in his office. Um, I didn't have to pay rent for, like, the first year. He was like, I'm going to help you out. You know, I already know you ain't coming to the table with, like, no money, you know, your um, credit not right. So the only thing that you have is your hard, your hard work, your hard determination. I see what you're doing, you know, and, like, I'm impressed, basically. So he just believed in me. And from there, we have, after I, I partnered with him, we've employed over 200 people. 
200 men and women with criminal backgrounds. Um, criminal backgrounds, it is our main focus. It is not our only focus. We also employ people with like clean backgrounds too, but we feel like you can go anywhere and get a job. You don't need to come to us. You can go, there's like a million staff agencies out there that will take you before they take on a person with a, um, with a criminal background, but we'll take you on too. We'll place you. What was, uh, give us an example of one of the more challenging placements that you've had. Um, more of the challenging placement. Um, let me see. Oh, well, well, this company, they, they needed a, a lot of stuff. And I can see why they, they need a job placement because y'all can't even feel it. Y'all need too much stuff. They got to be bilingual. They got to, you know, have certain, you know, skill sets. And, and I have not ran into that because people do not go after those type of skill sets. Like, mm -hmm. they go after the job and want to be, a, you know, and, and like, and, degrees mm -hmm. you know they don't go after trades and skill sets that you can use on the job you know that's what employers look for trades skill sets exactly we're seeing more and more demand for people in the trades mm -hmm. that, yeah uh, and at the later in the show we'll, we're going to tie all that part right, together that's why i really didn't want to go into that because i know it's coming up <laughs> um Sharon, tell us the difference. Tell the listeners, what's the difference between a staffing company and a direct hire type headhunter? What are the differences between the two organizations? Well, a staffing company, um, in my opinion, well, facts, you save money um, versus a direct hire because once you are looking for a direct hire, you are spending time looking for the person, um, posting ads and spending money on ads and wasting time going after interview after interview. And then once you get the person, you'll uh, train them. And then once they're not good, you'll just let them go. And you're like back looking for the person and um, wasting time and posting job ads. And, um, you know, so that's the, and with a staffing company, you just save time, you just save money because um, staffing companies take on a lot of the cost, you know, um, just to place people. For example, does, does the person work for you or does, the, does the, you put them with the company? Um, the employee works for the staffing agency for a certain amount of hours. And once the employee completes the hours, the company, they can then hire them on. Okay, so it's almost like a rent-to-own kind of it's a like thing. It's like a rent-to-own. It's, it's like they're like going through this training and this like, um, like I can't think of the word, this training, this, oh, it's not too much on probation period. Probation period. <laughs> you know, seeing if it's a good fit while the company actually eat all the cost, you know, and eat all the turnaround rates and, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, they're just trying them out until they, you know. And then once they have that opportunity, do they pay a fee to you to hire the employee? No. No. They wow. don't pay a fee So you're one me. of the really good people. You bring them in and I help mean, them yeah. get trained. And, and but they do pay a, a um, markup. You know, on top of what they pay per hour, staff and companies charge a certain markup. 
you know, so um, they can go as little as 30% to like 75%. All the big dogs are doing like 50 to 75%. I'm a small company trying to get, well, I'm sorry, not trying to get off the ground because I'm off the ground. But I'm a small company trying to get up there with the big dogs. So we don't compete in our price. We compete with our people because we feel like our people, people with like criminal backgrounds, they are the most hardworking people you're going to find because they know taking chances. They don't come often, you know, so they're not going to work a job and then quit the next week because they know that they can't go out there and quit and go work at another job next week you know so I feel like the people that is overlooked are people with with like criminal backgrounds exactly there's once you've been through a series of adversity mm-hmm. be it being incarcerated or having lost a job or a divorce and all the other wonderful things mm-hmm. that happen in life you know and you appreciate the fact that Someone gave me a chance, yeah. and I'm not going to let this go. They're going to be loyal to you. You know, they're going to trust you. They're going to uh, feel that you have their best interests at heart because many people do not look out for them. You know, they're like counted out. Exactly. When I was sitting in your office, you were showing me your qualification form and the steps you go through. Give the, give the listeners an idea of, of how detailed you, the level of detail you go through. To screen someone? Um, we, okay, so first they come in just because, okay, let me throw this out there. Just because you have a felony, that does, me, that does not mean that Kings International Staffing is going to hire you. You know, about two in four people with a criminal background, they really do want a second chance. They like, I just can't go back to the life I was living. I need a second chance. I need to change my life around. Only if I had a, a, a chance. You're going to get the people that like really do and you're going to get the people just just gave up, but they just have to work and they just have no motivation. No, they just have to work. It's, it's, it's life. Um, so they come in, fill out a job application. I, I get two forms of ID. Um, I sit and I have an interview with them. I ha- I ask them about 10 questions. You know, after that, I determine if they're really hired or not. I ask my business partner if I'm, like, not feeling um, 100% on, on, like, hiring somebody. So I will run it past him, and he will give me his best opinion <laughs> because sometimes I can, you know, be a little hard. But I feel like it's it's my name on the line. It's my reputation, you know. So you're going to represent me, my clients, and my, you know, and yourself well, you know. And then after that, they come back for orientation, and we go over rules, regulations with our company, with the company they are representing. If the company want them to drug test, will I give them their their referral form to go drug test? Um, so it's it's about two steps. And then if the company also want to have like a little orientation. From ours, they'll go to the company, and mm-hmm. you know they'll they'll start. So it's a it's a pretty comprehensive screening process. Oh yeah. Now, are you looking for uh, skill sets also, or are you just looking for character? Um, I'm looking for both. You know, um, because. I want people that I place to go to these companies and they already know what they're doing. They just go out there and they just kill it, you, you know, go out there and train them, you know, help them out, you know, in, in, in like areas they lack. Um, so it's both. It's really both. When you are, as you were starting, mm-hmm. how did you target 
uh, potential employers, and then how do you prospect for new employers? I do a lot of walking in and in, in, into businesses. I don't even have any uh, scheduled time to meet with them. I just walk in and I just ask for the person that is hiring or the person that makes the decisions. And I, you know, basically inform them because I don't feel like I'm selling them because I feel like many companies lack the knowledge of hiring these um, type of individuals because they never thought about it. So if you don't think about hiring these type of people, you're not going to do much research into the type of people that you're getting. You know, so I basically go in there and educate them on the benefits of of hiring someone with a criminal background, you know, and, you know, there is there is tax credits out there, companies they don't even know about. Just like you can get a tax credit for hiring a person that receives government, government assistance, you can receive a, a tax credit for a person that has a criminal background, you know. And many companies, they don't know about that tax credit. And, you know, our, our staffing company, we take on the workers' compensation. We have a $2 million theft, lost, and damaged bond on our employees, you know, so if you feel like the criminal issue is a problem and you don't really trust them, we have the insurance to back it up, you know. Um, so I go in there and I network with these people and it's it's like this, me and you talking and we, we end up having a relationship, you know, and because they just don't know. Relationships are everything. Oh, yes. Absolutely everything. Good, healthy relationships are everything. Good, healthy, exactly. Yes. And I have, we have talked with people in, in my, my consulting world, and they say, I've, I've got these ads, and I put these posts, and I do these things. And I said, well, how often do you actually sit down and talk? Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, that, that's wasting time. I can send out more emails. I can send out more Facebooks. People don't read emails. No. <laughs> I have I get better results with walking in, cold calling, walking into these companies, asking to talk to the people. No, you're not gonna read my email and go to the next one. You're gonna talk to me. <laughs> We're gonna talk about this. <laughs> That's right. When uh when when email first came out, maybe you looked at it, but in my case, I'm sure in your case, I'll go up and I'll open it up and there'll be like two hundred and fifty <laughs> in the last five hours. Yes. Okay, and I'm gonna read maybe three. Mm-hmm. All right. So how do you get yourself up higher? By going and sitting and chatting yeah. and having that relationship becomes absolutely critical. Yes. Eye contact is everything. Body language is everything. You know, how you present yourself is everything. And um, first and foremost, if if your services, if they're beneficial, you know, because there's a lot of staff and agencies out here doing the same thing, but is it beneficial to the company? So tell me about... You explained this once, and I always say it wrong. So let me see if I get it right this time. You have a program named Together We Can, the the Together We Can Initiative, and you provide incentives for uh, employers to take on some of the risks. Now, you mentioned a little bit about that earlier. Expand on this. What what led you to this? What is this program? Together We Can, um, it is a program to where you can get good quality people with also growing your your business, you know, and it takes funds to grow your business, you know. Um, you can expand your business uh, if you save a uh, dollar or two. I can, you know, um, and time, you know. So we take on, like I said, the time. We take on 
all the insurance we take on and, and we even file for their WOTC, which is a workers opportunity tax credit, you know, and they can qualify up to ninety six hundred dollars just for one individual with the criminal background, you know, and who don't want to save up on their taxes or who don't want to have credits on their taxes, you know, as, especially these large corporations, you know, you can get a tax break, but some companies, they don't know about that because they overlook it because they just don't want to hire felons, people from the backgrounds, period. Now, your mix of, of employers, you started off with small organizations, mm-hmm. moving companies and such. Um, what's the mix now between smaller companies and maybe mid-size? you have any major corporations? Yes. <laughs> I actually have a contract with J.B. Hunt. That's a big one. Yes, is uh, JB Hunt Warehouse. We have a two-year contract, so we can staff for any JB Hunt in Arizona um, as long as they need staffing services for two years. Well, that's a big one. That was, mm-hmm. That's a nice one. Yes, it is. Uh, do you, are are you finding the larger companies finding becoming more um, confident? And using uh, people who've been in prison and particularly with you because of the the way you go in and you create that relationship with them. Is Mm -hmm. that starting to, is that momentum building for you? It is. It it really is. Um, Like I said, it's just education. I don't go in there and make them feel like they have to buy something, you know, or they have to come with my staff and agency. Um, You know, I would like them to, you know, because we do have good people waiting um, to be placed, but I just make them feel comfortable. Um, There's no hidden uh, fees or agendas or, you know, anything of that nature. I I just want to put these people to work so they can provide for their families and they can get a second chance that they deserve, you know. Absolutely. There's there's a... uh Basically, you need good people. That's what the bottom line is, Mm -hmm. is every organization needs good people. It starts off with good people. That's how you grow your business. And everybody on the planet has done something at some point in their life that uh, they wish they hadn't done, and maybe uh, some of them aren't as as severe as having been in jail, but good people are good people, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're up against another break here. This is two great segments with uh, Sharon Hunt from King's International Staffing. We have one more to go, and we're going to get into a topic that you just do not want to miss, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Book Frank Zakari as the motivational speaker at your next event. Frank is a dynamic, entertaining, and fascinating storyteller. Your organization will be entertained and will learn stories of success they can implement immediately. Email Frank today to secure him for your next event at lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com or call 916-718-5517. Mention that you heard about it from the Life-Altering Events radio program. You can also visit Frank's website for more information at frankzakari.com. Frank Zakari has written five books spanning a range of life-altering events and how to handle them. When the Wife Cheats is about a man with two young daughters handling the devastating loss of a cheating wife. Inside the Spaghetti Bowl is about how one family stays together through both good and bad. Five Years to Live 
follows a couple through life after a tragic accident, recovery, and prognosis. From the Ashes is a turnaround management success story about the University of Washington volleyball team. Find the books at Amazon in print, audio, and Kindle formats and at frankzakari.com. Multiple studies show us that the vast majority of people are disengaged at work. A Gallup report stated that two-thirds of American workers are unhappy and 15% actually hate their work. That means that 81% are not engaged to work for a common goal. Frank Zakari and his team have programs to help you change this dynamic and create a collaborative and high-performing organization. Visit frankzakari.com to set up an initial consultation today. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Life-Altering Events with Frank Zakari. To call into the program today with questions or comments, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or you can send an email to lifealteringeventsradio at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We have had two segments with Sharon King, who has started an organization called King's International Staffing, and her focus is assisting people in finding a second chance. Many of her customers have been in jail. Many of them have been felons. Many of them have done their time and are now looking to better their life, improve their life, and they need help. And far too many organizations don't help. And far too many companies are saying, well, I don't want that. Well, that has to change, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a set of skills that are going to be needed, and people like Sharon King are making a difference, a major difference. So, Sharon, once you, I, I have been in a position where I've had to use staffing companies and, and headhunters and direct hire organizations throughout my career, and one of the things I saw a great deal was they placed the person and then you didn't hear from them again until they had another person to place or you called back. There wasn't a lot of interaction between each other, between them. I understand you have a very different way of doing business. Explain that to the listeners. Yes. So once we place our um, people at your organization, what I do is I go back and I visit them. You know, I make sure that they're doing well, if they have everything that they need, if they need to speak with me for anything. Um, I take them lunch. We'll sit and have lunch and talk about changes that they've made, um, how this job has helped them. And, you, you, you know, I just try to show my appreciation because they can go anywhere. I mean, they can't go anywhere, but, but there's other companies out here that that will hire them. I mean, it's, it's like hard to find, but they're sticking with me and they believe in me. And um, they they really they my people, they try so hard to impress me and to make me look good because they know where what I'm trying to do and they don't have help often. So I feel like they are so loyal to just the mission um, that. They, they stick with me. So I want to tell them thank you. And I, I'll take them lunch. And we had a toy drive for our employees that that have kids um, because we understand they have bills. So we gave out them gave them toys for um, Christmas so they didn't really have to stress and, you know, spend a lot of money for a Christmas because we can we know how stressful that can be. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, they can come in my, my office anytime. I'm always checking up on them, sending emails to the um, person that I have the relationship with, like the um, HR. The, the HR. Um, it's just constant engagement and communication. We had uh, a, a gentleman named Sam Altowell who is is a, 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 a is specialist in in the area of human resources, and he has written books about this. And one of the things that he said over and over and over again is, HR is that has to stop being the paper shufflers. It's more mm-hmm. than shuffling papers. Oh, yes. It's building these relationships, building relationships with staff and, more importantly, with people like you who provide staffing and keeping you in the loop. Mm-hmm. You see, are you finding that with these HR people that they're coming out and, hey, we got this thing coming up in four months and six months, et cetera? Is any of that happening where they're giving you heads up for things coming? Yeah, yes. Um they give me heads up as, in a sense, they already have staffing companies and they're not pleased with the staffing company that they're going through, so they're going to try to weed them out and bring me on. So um, they'll tell me, you know, follow up with me in like the next month or two. Let me just go ahead and weed these people out and I'm going to bring you on and you can start sending your people in. Or um, seasonal positions, I have contracts with District Photo, which is like a, a um, Shutterfly. They are a printing company and they print pictures on mugs and canvases and huge, huge company. And they use us for the holiday season to help get their orders out and shipped off to like the families that are, you know, ordering. And so um, I lost my train of thought. It happens, <laughs> and it's going to happen more as you get older. I'm just <laughs> Don't worry Rail about it. On. One thing that I found very, very interesting: I was um, on a plane flying back from New York uh, a few weeks ago, and I had Fortune magazine with me. So, for rich people and rich major corporations, Fortune magazine is is the Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, if Fortune says it, then it must be true. Okay. So I'm on the plane and I'm looking at this article. Our lesbian fortunes, by the way, if like anybody's listening. Okay, go ahead. As we are, uh, as I'm on the plane, I open this article up and J.P. Morgan Chase. Okay, doesn't get much bigger than J.P. Morgan Chase, and their CEO, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, is Jamie Dimon. And he's this was in in Fortune magazine, January 2020. This is what he said. This is what he wrote. He says, last year, more than three-fourths of the jobs posted at J.P. Morgan Chase did not require a bachelor's degree. Three-fourths of the jobs at J.P. Morgan Chase. What is often needed more than a degree is a marketable skill, and that skill can be gained from a community college or from a placement organization. Then he continued. He said, Ladies and gentlemen, he says, finally, there's about 7 million job openings, and there are 6 million unemployed workers in the United States. So do the math. We have a problem here. And then he said, people with criminal backgrounds deserve the same opportunity to obtain in-demand skills and good jobs as anyone else. Returning citizens deserve a chance to secure a job at any company including ours. All right, now think about that. This is one of the biggest bank financial authorizations in the world. You would think 
they would shy away from this, but he is saying they deserve a chance, even at J.P. Morgan Chase. We must eliminate the barriers to employment by increasing access to Pell Grants and financial aid and dropping questions about criminal backgrounds from job applications. Now, this is already the law in California, and Mr. Diamond is, is pushing this to be across the nation. And then he finally ended up this interview with saying, hiring them and developing their skills is good for business and it's the right thing to do. Your comments, Sharon. I agree. And that makes me feel even more um, like I'm on the right track that is coming from someone of his status. You know, he is the CEO of J.P. Morgan Bank. You know, and he feels like people with criminal backgrounds should get a second chance. So, um, but it is starting to become more common because it's so easy to get a charge or it's easy to get a background for just the littlest things, you know. Um, prison is a multi-million dollar business, you know. They get paid for the bodies there, you know. So, so of course, they want them to come back. Of, of course, they want to make that money per day. You know, of course. So the fact that he understands that there's a problem, like half of the people that are unemployed, they have criminal backgrounds and they're unemployed only because they have criminal backgrounds. They're not unemployed because they don't have the skill set. They're not unemployed because they're not trying or they're not going out there looking. They're unemployed because they have a criminal background. Like how unfair is that? You know, and these people sometimes be smarter than the business owners. You know, you can learn a lot from someone that has a criminal background. They are so smart because they feel like they have to teach themselves or they have to, you know, see what works and what don't work. So they do a lot of reading. You know, they don't have nothing else to do. <laughs> so they do a lot of reading. And just because you make a bad decision does not make you a bad person and um, people can change you know look at all these multi-million dollar you know famous people look where they started from it, it was a struggle they they was addicted to drugs and they were in prison and they caught charges but they changed so what makes these successful um, people that's in acting and music and playing sports different from the people that don't have as, as much money as them why can't they be looked at like oh you changed your life you know so one of the things that uh, California made a, a big push for was removing the, um, have you ever been arrested or have you ever been convicted of a box. felony out of mm -hmm. the box? That box was removed. Yep. And I can recall many years ago, and I was talking with students, and they, were, they, they had come in and said, we talk to them about the, the, the challenges and the dangers of what happens if you are drunk driving, or what happens if you hurt somebody, or what happens if you're arrested for drugs, okay, F as an employer, mm -hmm. from that perspective. And back then, this is 20 plus years ago, one of the things we would say is on every application there is a little box that says, have you ever been arrested or charged with a felon, or, or convicted, convicted. And they said, and that's the first thing these major corporations, they don't even look at your name or your qualifications, they look at that little box. And if mm -hmm. that box is checked, they put your application over here on the side. Yep. Then they go through the thousands of other ones. Mm -hmm. If they don't find anything, they'll go back to that application. And then I would tell these students, and guess how many times that happens? 
Not often. Not often. Not often at all. So, Or what they'll do is they will work you for about two weeks until your background check comes through or whenever they found the person to replace you because they know they're going to replace you and they terminate you because of your background. Your background came back, sorry, you can't work for us. Well, I'm already in the door. I already know your code to your computer. I already know, you know, I, I already know it. So why can't I still work here? I already know the job. I'm doing the job. I'm doing the job. And it, like, why can't, you know, and nope, that does not matter. So to Mr. Um, Mr. Diamond, again, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. I hope you're listening. Jamie Diamond. And I hope that this is something that uh, more organizations take the lead from J.P. Morgan Chase. Now, as a shout-out to him, he is doing a number of things, Mr. Diamond, into uh, working with the city of Cleveland, working with the city of Detroit, trying to bring these cities back because he understands it's good for business. Good for business. And finding people who want the job and who have that the motivation to want to improve their life and, and become part of the middle class again. Yep. Is that your goal, to get people to that level? That is my goal. I want to see everybody successful. I want to see everybody win. I don't want to see, you know, people out here struggling and sacrificing and, you know, stressing, stressing on how they're going to make ends meet and how they're going to provide for their family. I mean, we wasn't placed on this earth for that. Everybody was placed on this earth just to give a little piece of themselves and their purpose. And with me doing this staffing company, I feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. You know, I'm, I'm helping a, 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 a population that rarely anyone wants to help. You know, so I feel like I'm doing my job, whether I place one person or I place millions. I did my job. That's wonderful. That that's absolutely uh, somebody who is giving back. You are somebody who is giving back, and somebody who is truly making making a difference. Ladies and gentlemen, we are coming close here to the end of the show. I hope you've listened and enjoyed this. Those of you who are, know someone who's in this environment, or if you're in this environment yourself, send me a note. Go to uh, Life Altering Event page on the voiceamerica.com. It says email the host. Send me a, a note, and I will make sure it gets to Sharon, and then we'll see if she what she can do to help you or help a loved one get back on track. And um, Jamie Diamond, if you're listening and if you do come to Arizona, please contact Kings International Staff and, you know, we can work together. I can send you some good loyal people within 24 to 48 hours, you know, and anybody else who wants to change their mind about hiring criminal backgrounds. I mean, people that um, have a criminal background, contact us. We're here for you. We want to see you grow. So there's the challenge. Contact Sharon King. <laughs> As we said, we're almost out of time. I want to thank Sharon for spending the time here and sharing this inspirational, life-altering event. Now, no matter what happens in life, and no matter what life throws your way, there's three things I want you to do. Look up, get up, and never, ever give up. Pick up the pieces and start moving forward, and better times and better people will enter your life. If you want more information about Sharon, as I said, send me an email. If you've missed any of this show or any of our other shows, it will be available on demand at a number of different places, now including iHeartRadio, Google, and Alexa, which have recently picked up the show. Let me leave you with this, ladies and gentlemen. None of us are in this alone. 
key to walking on water is to know where the rocks are. And today, Sharon King told you where a lot of those rocks are. Thank you for listening. Join us next week when we go into another life-altering event. Thank you for tuning into Life-Altering Events. Be sure to join Frank Zakari again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a life-changing week. The Good Kind.